Welcome back for your daily dose of ancient wisdom. Today we are going to hear the summary of the first chapter which talks about Srimad Bhagavata Mahatyam and has been an extract from Padma Purana as described in the book by Sri Gita Press Gorakhpur. As an introduction, Vedabhyasa, who is believed to be an incarnation of Lord Vishnu himself, is the Rishi who has reclassified the ancient Vedas into four parts. He has written Mahabharata and 18 Puranas and emerged as the ultimate Guru or Bhagavan Rishi to the people who followed Sanatana Dharma or Arsha Dharma in Hinduism. Of all the Puranas, his liberation and bliss, the joy without any bounds or limits, was when he has written Srimad Bhagavata, the stories of Sri Krishna, the true incarnate of Lord Vishnu. The real glory of this Purana has been elaborated in Padma Purana, also written by Vedavyasa. This is an attempt of summarizing what we have read for the last six episodes. Before we dwell deep and enjoy the nectar of Krishna's stories, let's understand the glory of Srimad Bhagavata and how one is to read or hear it. In case there is any determination and a strong desire, one can also follow the procedure listed in Padma Purana to read or hear Bhagavata in seven days. The entire Purana is a narration as told by sage Sutta to sage Saunaka and others in the forest of Naimisharanya. Discourse 1 starts with a dialogue between sage Narada and Bhakti, who is in the form of a mother. Sage Sutta explained to sage Saunaka and others that one has to be blessed to be able to hear Srimad Bhagavata and tells about the incident where sage Sukha, who is son of Sri Veda Vyasa was preparing to narrate Bhagavata to King Parikshit. For seven days, when Parikshit was determined to sit and listen to Bhagavata, all gods, including Brahma himself, lined up to sit and hear the stories. But they were turned down by Sukha, stating that Srimad Bhagavata is a rarity even for gods and is the only nectar of salvation to true person with faith and bhakti towards Lord's scriptures. Srimad Bhagavata is an embodiment of Lord himself in Kali Yuga and is the speediest access to Vaikuntha, the realm of Lord Vishnu. When simply read or heard with reverence, Srimad Bhagavata gives us moksha from the eternal world. In the past, 
Narada, the celestial sage, heard this from sage Sanaka and his brothers. The Sanaka brothers are sage Sanaka, sage Sanandana, sage Sanatana and sage Sanatana Kumara. These are also known as Sanakadi or Kumaras. Once Kumaras spotted Narada wandering in Badarikaranyam, which is the modern day Badari region in Uttarakhand, India, walking with a gloomy or a sad face. When they asked him why, Narada said, I have decided to visit Earth as it's the best of all spheres and started visiting holy places like Kashi, Prayag, Pushkar, Nashik, Haridwar and Rameshwar to mark the start of Kali Yuga. However, found no joy at all. The world has become unrighteous and lost truthfulness, purity and liberty. People are slow, dull-witted, ill-fated, and are engaged in quarrels, deceit, gossip, greed, and spite. Vexed with this, I have gone to the banks of river Yamuna to seek solace in the land of Sri Krishna. It is there I saw a strange thing, a young lady who was utterly distressed, sitting with two old men lying unconscious while hundreds of young women nursing them and her. Curious to know, I have approached them. Seeing me, the young lady stood up, greeted me and said, O sage Narada, glad you could come. Please help me with my plight. I am called Bhakti, the devotion humans have towards God. And these two unconscious bodies are my sons, Jnana, which is spiritual enlightenment, and Vairagya, the dissipation or relinquishment of the worldly needs. The ladies around us are the holy rivers, places, like Ganga and the mountains themselves, in human forms trying to serve me during this plight and tough times of Kali. Please help me as Kali has entered and we have become frail, sluggish and invigorated. We too, like you Narada, have come to Vrindavan, which is the land where Lord Krishna was born, for solace, and magically I got back my youth. However, my sons still remain unconscious. Please help, said the young lady. Hearing all this, O Kumaras, said Narada, I closed my eyes and with divine intuition could see that by means of degradation in Kali, Man has caused loss of bhakti, jnana and vairagya in the world. 
when Kali in human form approached King Parikshit, he allowed Kali to stay in the world, confident that Kali cannot influence a person who takes the name of the Lord and chants the Lord's name regularly. However, the reality was human beings weakened by the vices and pleasures have succumbed to the evil deeds and distanced themselves from the righteousness of God and his smarana or constant remembrance. Thus ends the summary of Discourse 1. Moving on to Discourse 2, which is a dialogue between the Kumaras and Narada, Narada continued to tell Bhakti to think of the lotus feet of Sri Krishna and that her misery will end. He reminded her that Sri Krishna worried at the start of Kali Yuga about the abilities of people to continue achieving salvation. Just like through the spiritual enlightenment followed in Satya, Treta and Dwapara Yugas, asked Bhakti to reside in the hearts of the devotees. Sri Krishna was relieved that people can attain salvation or nirvana and commanded you, Bhakti, to be with his staunch devotees. Then he gave you Mukti, which is salvation, as a maid, and these two sons, Jnana and Vairagya. Throughout the Satya, Treta and Dwapara Yugas, along with your slave Mukti and sons, Jnana and Vairagya, you Bhakti have ensured all people attained salvation. However, in Kali, due to the ill fate and practices of the people, Mukti decayed completely and went back to Vaikuntha with a promise only to return when you summon from a devotee. Given the plight of Bhakti, Narada, assuring that he would help her bring back to glory, started to attempt and heal Jnana and Vairagya with his spiritual power. However, he could not invigorate them. Perplexed as he was, everyone there heard a mystical cosmic voice say, O sage, do not feel dejected. Perform duly a righteous act which holy saints will point out to you. When the act is performed, bhakti, jnana and vairagya will spread in the world again. As suggested by the heavenly voice, Narada ended up wandering into Badarikaranya and stumbled upon Kumaras and started pleading them to guide him about the pious act. Pleased with Narada's selfless desire to help Bhakti, the Kumaras spoke about 
a righteous pious act that leads to Vaikuntha, the everlasting blissful realm of Lord Vishnu. It is called the Jnana Yajna or reading or hearing of Srimad Bhagavata. Every sin and evil in Kali is banished with Bhagavata. The story of the Lord is ever more powerful than the Lord himself being pleased constantly by Vedas, austerities, yajnas and rituals. With this enlightenment, we move on to Discourse 3, which talks about cessation of bhakti's sufferings. Narada continued to plead Kumaras to inform about the method of the Jnana Yajna, which is reading or listening to Bhagavata. Ideally, at Haridwar, near the banks of Ananda, the reading of Srimad Bhagavata should happen. As Kumaras, along with Narada, reached the holy banks of Ganga near Haridwar, there was a huge rush from the terrestrial world, the realms of the gods, and the Satyaloka, which is the realm of Brahma, the creator, of everyone trying to rush to hear the nectar-like stories of Lord in Bhagavata. Sages like Bhrigu, Vasishtha, Shavana, Gautama, Medhiti, Devala, Devarata, Parasurama, Vishwamitra, Sakala, Markandeya, Lord Dattatreya, Pippala, Vyasa, Parasara, Chayasuka, Jabali, and Jahnu, like sages, all the Vedas, the Puranas, Shastras, the rivers, the forests, the mountains, the Gandharvas, the demons, and the gods rushed to the spot to attentively drink the nectar of God stories of Srimad Bhagavata. Srimad Bhagavata consists 18,000 slokas in 12 skandhas or chapter books. These are rendered in the form of a dialogue between Sri Shuka and King Parikshit. Srimad Bhagavata is the summary of Vedas, Puranas, Shastras and is better than thousands of yagas, yajnas and sacrifices. It's better than pilgrimage around the earth. Even if we read a quarter verse of Bhagavata, it has more power than recital of the sacred hymns, the Vedas and mantras all together. If a person reads the whole Bhagavata with the devotion, he will be rooted out of all misery of life and attain Vaikuntha for sure. It is believed that a person who doesn't know 
even a story from Bhagavata is a burden to the mother and mother earth. Through many lives of reincarnation and rebirth, a jivi, which is the life within, attains a human life and only few in that human life realize the significance and are entitled to hear or read Srimad Bhagavata. As per sage Sukha, since humans are weak in Kali, they cannot be righteous and read every day. It is advised that they remain sacred and listen whole of Bhagavata in a period of one full week, if possible, especially in Magha month. Lord Krishna himself, while ending his avatar, said to his devotee Uddhava that his energy in full as Lord will continue to reside in Srimad Bhagavata and its verbal manifestation. So hearing Bhagavata for one week will rid human of the Maya and attain salvation from rebirth. Amidst all this commotion of Srimad Bhagavata being read and heard on the riverbanks of Haridwar, a marvel took place. Bhakti and her sons, Jnana and Vairagya, along with maid Mukti, regained their youth, vigor, and started singing the praises of Lord Sri Hari. Thanking Narada and the Kumaras, Bhakti promised to be in the hearts of all devotees who read or listen to Srimad Bhagavata and help them in their spiritual enlightenment. Thus ends Discourse 3. Discourse 4 talks about a story of Atma Deva and his redemption. When asked, Sutta continued with what Kumaras relate to Narada about the story of Atma Deva to show the power of Srimad Bhagavata. Once along the banks of River Tungabhadra was a person called Atma Deva who was well versed with Vedas and made good money in the village. His wife was Dundhuli and she was a very good looking person. Conscious about her appearance, she always tried overruling her husband. The couple had everything except for kids. One day, Atmadeva went to a forest and met a sannyasi or a yogi and pleaded for blessings for a child. The sannyasi tried convincing Atmadeva that he did not have the fate for having kids. So instead, he should stop worrying about it and focus on worshipping God. But as Atmadeva continued to plead him, the sannyasi was kind-hearted and with his mystical powers gave a fruit to Atmadeva and asked him to give it to his wife. He told him to inform his wife to eat this fruit with reverence and follow a strict diet and a sacred life for one full year to be 
conceiving a great child. Thrilled by this, Atmadeva thanked the sannyasi and went to his wife, gave her the fruit, informed about the conditions by the sannyasi, and left the town on some work, promising to return at the end of the year. The wife, Dunduli, as always, beauty conscious, was not willing to sacrifice her body to be pregnant and go through the restriction of life prescribed by the sannyasi. She immediately plotted with her sister in the town, who incidentally was poor, had way too many children, and was also just pregnant. Both the sisters gave the fruit out of disrespect to a cow in their backyard. Dundhali acted to be pregnant when everyone was looking until the sister had a boy. Then the sister gave the son to Dundhali while telling everyone that she had a miscarriage and lost the baby. Atmadeva returned to the happy news and named their son Dundhukari. Three months later, the cow in the backyard gave birth to a very bright human boy with ears of a cow. Atmadeva named him Gokarna, one with cow's ears, and raised him as his own. As the kids grew up, Dundhukari became a wretched, pampered kid with all bad habits. He was torturing everyone while Gokarna, as the sage has blessed, become a very learned young man. Dundhukari lost all wealth in gambling and was addicted to prostitutes. He was causing great grief to Atmadeva and has lost all the wealth in gambling. Atmadeva started repenting for having a wretched son. Gokarna came to the rescue of Atmadeva, enlightened him to renounce the world and go to the forest to meditate on God and attain liberation. Renouncing everyone, Atmadeva went to the forest and attained Sri Krishna by regularly reading chapter 10 or book 10 of Srimad Bhagavata. Moving on to Discourse 5, the final beatitude or salvation of Gokarna. After the death of Atmadeva, needing money for his vices, Dundhukari threatened his mother Dunduli to give him the family treasures. She was so scared of him that she jumped into a well and died. Gokarna, who was already detached from the bondages, left on a long pilgrimage after doing the rites for his mother. Dundhukari started living in the house with five prostitutes who were very demanding. So to keep up, Dundhukari 
went and robbed the king's treasure and brought great wealth home. The prostitutes, knowing what he did, thought that rather than waiting for the king to catch, punish Dundukari and confiscate the wealth, why not kill Dundukari and flee with the wealth? So they tied him up and tried strangling him to death. When he was not dying, they poured hot coal into his mouth. Dundukari choked and died a miserable death and became a demon for all that he has done while alive. His soul lingered in the house while the prostitutes fled. Knowing the news of death of Dundukari, Gokarna, while in his pilgrimage, did the Shatha or a ritual for liberation of soul at Gaya, which is a place where Shraddha is bound to liberate the souls and returned to his home. While sleeping at home, Dundukari, in the form of a demon, appeared and pleaded his brother to quench his thirst and elevate him from his demon form. Gokarna, with the advice of all the learned people in the village, decided to perform the Jnana Yajna, which is Srimad Bhagavata Saptaha, a seven-day reading of Bhagavata. Along with all the villagers, Dundukari, the demon, in a wind form, came to hear Bhagavata. He entered a bamboo shoot in the garden of the house to listen to the nectar-like stories of Lord every day. Each day, a miracle happened as the Bhagavata Saptaha day concluded. One knot each of the bamboo shoot from the bottom started bursting open for every day of the Saptaha. Finally, on day seven, while everyone was watching, Dundukari was liberated and he took the form of Lord Krishna himself and was being taken to Vaikuntha by his escorts. Along with him, few of the villagers who were also hearing the Bhagavata were being escorted by the Vishnu Dutas or the escorts of Vishnu to Vaikuntha. Gokarna was very happy and shocked at the same time. He thanked the escorts for the liberation of his brother, but asked why only few are being liberated when everyone in the village heard the Srimad Bhagavata. The Vishnu Dutas replied that those who lack the devotion and the utter belief of salvation or mukti when they hear Srimad Bhagavata are the only ones that are worthy to be liberated. Hearing this, Gokarna, the kind-hearted, again did the Jnana Yajna of Srimad Bhagavata Saptah in the month of Shravana, which is around July of the calendar. And this time, everyone in the village was devout and at the end of the Saptah, everyone had attained Vaikuntha. Gokarna himself was personally escorted by Sri Krishna himself to his Goloka where 
Sri Krishna and all the cows reside. Such is the immense glory of Srimad Bhagavata. That concludes Discourse 5. Discourse 6 talks about the detailed procedure for the seven-day Srimad Bhagavata hearing or reading, which is Bhagavata Sattaha. The Kumaras have elaborated listing the austerities, the locations, the times, the procedures to do this Bhagavata Sattaha. To summarize that, it's a fruitile exercise as Bhagavata Saptah itself is a diksha that needs to be taken through an eminent guru and the entire procedure followed under their guidance. To this extent, it is suggested that you consult your temple priests or your gurus to seek guidance on performing this yourself. Alternatively, with a clean heart and a body, Listen with utmost belief the Bhagavata Pravachana or reading as per your convenience. Please do not be pressured to listen in the seven-day period as this is not a Bhagavata Sapta, but is a verbatim read of the complete Srimad Bhagavata. While hearing the Bhagavata, please have the reverence and do so while in a position to tune out all your distractions and immerse yourself in the nectar-like stories of Lord Hari. Hope you will forgive any shortcomings in this attempt to read out and summarize the Bhagavata Mahapurana Please like, share, contribute, subscribe this humble effort of reading of Srimad Bhagavata Mahapurana, which is the book written by Gita Press Gorakhpur, translated into English by Sri C.L. Goswami and Sri M.A. Shastri, rendered by Raghu Guda and brought to you by Daily Dose of Ancient Wisdom. Thank you.